0: What is up, everybody? This is Jake, and you're listening to another episode of The Salt Farm. There's going to be a couple of subjects I want to talk about today, one of which is going to be an honest review of Starfield, because my goodness, I have been absolutely obsessed with it since it's come out, and even before it came out, because I did get early access. But we'll go into that later on. But I want to kind of start this podcast with something that's fresh in my mind that I kind of was having a conversation with, with people on a comment section on Facebook. And I don't want anybody to take it personally because like if anybody who was in that comment section listens to this, don't take it as like, I'm trying to insult you or trying to belittle your knowledge of said things, but I'm just trying to kind of maybe not prove a point, just going to clarify a few things. Uh, That is the talk of what I would describe as the age of digital technology or the age of digital content better uh better word for it we as gamers and as just people collectively in this new age of I guess streaming and watching videos and tv shows and playing games and doing things we do these things digitally more than ever because why would we have discs and different interfaces that are slow and The list goes on, right? When you go and want to play a game, or you want to go and you want to download some music or something, you can usually just download it. You don't have to go buy the CDs anymore. You don't have to burn CDs anymore. The age of that technology has come and gone, and a lot of people, unfortunately, are still kind of stuck in this like limbo area where it's. And I understand it. You know, like I've said, there's two sides to the coin where we sit there and we're like, well, I kind of want that physical copy still. I still like holding that object. Whenever I spend real money, I want a real object to hold in my hands, right? I go buy real food. I want real food going into my mouth and into my stomach to give me sustenance to survive, right? When I go and buy content, I want the real thing in my hands so that I can touch it, feel it. And it's like a mind over matter situation for most people, but we also need to kind of get over that too where content is content and people still worked very hard to create said things regardless of how... And what form they're put into, right? There's some people who literally sculpt ice for crying out loud, which is literally frozen water, right? But there's pieces that are worth thousands and thousands of dollars because of the time and effort put into it. But you sit there and you're kind of like, okay, it's a physical object, but it's just fucking ice at the end of the day, right? And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, we we've reached this pinnacle in technology where solid state drives, even hard drive discs are faster than optical drives. And the in quotes, I wouldn't even call it argument. The in quotes conversation kind of got started with uh, something where GameStop was trying to, and I read the article about it. It was about how GameStop is trying to make optical drives for consoles mandatory. And the reason in my opinion, obviously, for that would be because they have a pre-owned market and they don't want that to fade because if the pre-owned market fades for GameStop, then unfortunately, not even probably, they are going out of business, right? So GameStop's always been a rip-off anyways. I've never liked GameStop. Like maybe as a kid when I was younger and I didn't understand the price of things, I didn't understand how pawn shops works, I didn't understand how things worked and how badly you were getting ripped off by the corporate greed. God, I would have never done it, right? So at the end of the day I really could give two shits about how they feel about it. I do however give a shit about how gamers and other people feel about it and it's because it's me, right? So I I do. I empathize what people feel with you know whenever it comes to their viewpoints on it. The unfortunate truth in matter is is that we are leaning more towards a digital era and the reason is because as I stated in these comments Blu-ray discs, which are double-layer at max now, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, if I'm incorrect, but they can only hold 100 gigabytes of space or content. Now, in regards to the subject of gaming, which, again, this is kind of on that subject because the article did pertain to GameStop wanting to make these optical drives mandatory, games nowadays are 100-plus gigs. Starfield, for example, which, again, I will go into a review later about, Is a hundred and, well, let me look right now but I believe it's 136 gigabytes on my hard drive currently sitting. Let me double check on this. Sorry, so it's 116 gigabytes, but I do believe that that is compressed. So therefore, I believe from what I remember they were saying is it requires 150 gigabytes of hard drive space. And I don't know if that includes DLC. I don't know what all this pertains to yet because it is weird that it says 116 whenever it does say in requirements that it requires 150. Not sure how it works. I don't have that know that knowledge but either way 100 gigabytes max on these discs which by the way you get less than 100 gigs because there's always that system mandatory or mandated space that's allocated for certain things so you're probably getting closer to 90 gigabytes instead of 100 still would not be enough to hold the entirety of this game now this is where my argument comes in okay so jake why don't you just put like half of it on the disc And then, like, download the other half. Okay, but then doesn't that just kind of defeat the purpose of having the disc? Because all the disc is at that point is a placeholder that essentially is like a license that says, hi, I own this game. So if you put that disc into your Xbox and you're downloading half the content or even at this point probably even more, then... What is the actual point of having that physical disc? You just risk it getting scratched. You risk all kinds of different horrible things happening to it. You risk losing it, blah, 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 right? And then not only that, but the read rate of that disk is incredibly slow, so it's not like you're going to be pulling information off of that disk while the game is running. I just, I hate to say it, but it's just not going to happen. Maybe if you installed, like even if you had enough space, you could install everything from that disk onto the drive, then have the option to remove said disk, just like back in the day with PC, and then play the game directly off the hard drive without the disk in the optical drive. I don't have a problem with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong with it. But the problem is, is it's not feasible. There is no way to do it. And people, you know, you could argue and say, okay, well, yeah, the technology could be created, but people haven't done it because it's not feasible because it doesn't make sense. We don't use optical drives anymore. We don't need optical drives anymore because 36 megabytes a second or something really, yeah, it's like 36, I think, or something like, it's really slow. And then you look at random read rates of solid state drives and even hard drive discs and they're 100 plus megabytes per second. Hell, you got NVMe drives that can read up to thousands of megabytes a second. And that's what we're using to run most of these highly intense games now. To put it in perspective for people, having an optical disc is like sitting there and putting every every piece of information on a plate that's like the size of the planet Earth. And every time you need to get that information, the disk has to spin to that certain location. The laser has to find that information. The the laser has to pull that information, put it into random access memory, and then spit it onto the display or wherever that information is going, right? Now, people could say, well, that sounds really fast. Well, sure, if you have a fast processor and fast random access memory, aka RAM, sure, that's going to happen in picoseconds. But the time it takes for that optical drive to read that disk with that laser, and the laser has to adjust real time and all that, it's just the load times, all the things are just going to be really slow. The graphics aren't going to be able to be ran as as efficiently. Uh, the graphics card, you're, you're, it's called a bottleneck. And you're going to bottleneck the crap out of every single piece of technology that we have created now... By putting optical drives in. So that's why it hasn't been done. That's why the capacity has not been increased. That's why the disk drives have not gotten any better because no one's making them anymore. Sure, they're making them for people who use them for different things and they're still out there and you can buy them, but they haven't gotten any better. We're at this, like, I guess you could call ceiling where. We're not getting any better because there's no need to. And the people who created this technology do not see a need to do it because it's not feasible because of digital content and because of all these different things. Now, again, this is a really unfortunate thing for people who are hard stuck on having a physical copy of something. And again, maybe nine, ten years ago, I was still hard stuck on that, too. But as I said in my comments on this Facebook post that I had posted I don't miss it. Seven fucking discs to install Grand Theft Auto Five on my PC in 2013. Ten years ago, I guess. Yeah. Seven discs. Seven. That is seven. I still have the physical copy. I'm sitting there and I can literally, or it might have been more. I can't even remember. I think it was like seven discs though. It was absolutely ridiculous. And every time you'd sit there and you're like installing, installing, and then don't get me wrong. Oh my God. On top of it, back in the day, I didn't have a solid state. So the on top of the optical drive being dumbass slow, you had a hard drive disk that was dumbass slow. Just to install seven disks, it took close to an hour. That's not even downloading something. I can download 100 gigs. I can download GTA 5 faster than I can install it now via an optical drive. So that's saying something. Now, bear in mind, I have gigabit internet. So obviously, some factors go into that with speed, blah, 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 blah. I, I get all the whatever, right? But even the slowest internet speed or mid range internet speed these days is still faster than an optical drive, which is incredible to me so that's what I'm saying man the technology is just old and like I said it would just be like you know insert disc 2 insert disc 3 all the way up to 7 and then you're like oh my god I can finally play the game and then it would still run like crap so (laughs) it's a it's a whole other thing you didn't have to have a disc in to play it once it was installed it was installed and I'm okay with that right like once a disc is installed and you can play the game right off the hard drive that's completely convenient for me that's fine a lot of games did that back in the day but i don't have an optical drive in my computer anymore i haven't had an optical drive in my computer in seven eight years now i just don't need one What? what's the point right i used to think like yeah like we need them but they don't even put optical drive slots in these things anymore because why would you need one whenever the age of digital content is here and again the arguments start to arise with that too well what if they just decide to pull that content and all of a sudden all the money that i've spent is gone which by the way is illegal so there's a lot of you know lawsuits that would go into that there's a lot of things that would happen if they just decided to pull content that was you know readily available to you right now Uh, there's you know there's a lot of liability with that so that's not going to happen right a lot of people have those concerns and they're legitimate concerns but uh, Fortunately for us, we don't have to worry about that. Once again, I don't think it's a bad thing to want a physical copy, but the factors that play into it, and it's not you know just how slow and sluggish the technology is. We have you know solid state drives and things that can read these games quicker and play these things quicker. Unfortunately, the technology is being just pushed out completely, and probably in the next 10 years, we're not even going to think about it. I haven't thought about one in 10 years, I don't, I really, it sounds weird and it it feels weird because I grew up with optical drives where you'd put a disc in and you'd install your game back in the day, you'd go to a store, you'd go buy your game and you'd install it right and you'd stick it in your disk drive and you'd let your computer do its thing and then you could play the game. You'd even have CD keys, all the fun stuff that made sure that you had that physical copy, it was a licensing thing right now it's all just Steam. I just go and buy a game, I spend the money, it runs my credit card, I hit download, I download the game, it takes me 10-15 minutes to download, maybe 20 depending on how big the game is, I click play and it launches the game for me. I don't have to sit there and I don't have to leave my house, I don't have to have a disc, I don't have to have anything physical other than my computer and my login information for my Steam account. Once again, that to me sounds incredibly convenient because I've been doing it for so long. But the optical drive, like I said, just doesn't make sense. For consoles, here we go into the console conversation. For consoles, same difference. You go and you have a disc that can't hold the whole capacity of the game. What's the point then? All you're using the disc as is a placeholder. You install certain content off of the disc which might install that game quicker for you, which in turn might save you a little bit of bandwidth on your internet if you're on a data limit or if you have some kind of restriction on your speeds or if you just you know don't have the means to have the fast speeds, right? There's nothing wrong with that either. All I'm saying is, is that once again, it's just a placeholder. You're not sitting there actually buying the disc. You're not reading the game off of the disc anymore. Starfield, Baldur's Gate, all of these games that have incredibly intense graphics, incredibly high amounts of uh, storage use, and incredibly high amounts of information and files, you're not going to be able to pull that information off of an optical disc drive fast enough for the console and or computer to run the game at any kind of reasonable frame rate or any kind of reasonable graphical, I guess, integrity. It just doesn't, it won't work. It just won't. And so that's where we're at. And my option was, or my thought process was, because I made a joke about it a couple weeks ago, and I'm gonna close off with this. And if people wanna come and talk to me about it, then please feel free, excuse me, feel free to message me on Facebook. Shoot me a text if you know my number, whatever. We can have a conversation about it because it's really fun. I really enjoy these kind of talks because technology is awesome. But the thing about technology that I love is that it's irrefutable. There is nothing that, like, unfortunately, like, people can argue what they want and they can say that they want this for this purpose. But unfortunately, the evidence is there. It's irrefutable from the standpoint of how good technology has become and how bad old technology is. You're not going to want an optical drive in 10 years. You don't want an optical drive now, believe me. Anyways, <laughs> on to my conclusion. I had a funny conversation with my buddy the other day because I was like, "Man, these games are getting so fucking big, then why don't they just sell hard drives with them?" So, here's my feasible option for game developers, and I have an idea. Hard drives are incredibly cheap, Our storage in general is incredibly cheap nowadays, especially flash memory, like flash drives or SD cards, right? You look at the Nintendo Switch, for example, and you have these little chips or cartridges that hold gigabytes of information, right? And they can, you can get bigger ones that hold hundreds of gigabytes of information, depending on what you're trying to put on it. And depending on like, you know, how big the game would be, or how big the information, you know, or how much information is on it. So my thought process is, is Instead of selling discs, why don't developers just say, Hey, we'll sell you a flash drive with all of the information on it with a setup.exe, just like they did back in the day with discs. Cause all a disc was, is just, it's an optical storage. It's just a hard drive or storage. And you're just putting it into another form of a way to read it. Right. Like floppy disks back in the day. Oh boy. Don't get me into that. Um, so yeah, you, you could sell a flash drive that's like. You know, 500 gigs, which would be very cheap in comparison for developers compared to the money they're making and compared to now where they're, you know, selling games for $70 to $100, you know, right off the bat for, you know, premium editions and standard editions, you know, 70 being for standard and 100 being for premium. I don't think you're going to lose a lot of money buying, you know, you could buy them in bulk, especially as a big corporation, and no one's going to, you know, rip you off in that standpoint. They're going to sell you stuff for dumb cheap, so you could buy literally mass amounts of, of flash drives and sell those with physical copies of the game, if that makes sense. So, for a PC gamer, you could be like... Well, hey, you know, I want to buy Starfield physically, so I'm going to do that. And then they send me a flash drive with a little – you could even make a little cute case that says Starfield on it. And it's, like, rated in for Mature. It has a little booklet inside. Whatever you want to do to get your fancies off, right? And you could still have a physical copy of that game, like, in the U, like, on the USB. You plug that shit into your computer, and you run the setup, and it just installs that shit. And then you have, like, a little – you can have a little CD key. That would be like, boom, 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 you enter this code to make sure like, oh, he's registered so that you couldn't just install this onto 800 computers because that would obviously like ruin the DRM of what people are trying to do too. where it's like, you know, we don't you know, I don't want to get into the DRM conversation on this podcast, but that's a whole different subject of like, well, now I can't, you know, like share my game with my friend. Right. But there is game sharing options digitally, by the way. So that argument is a little bit refuted as well. Anyways, yeah, you just sell that, and then you run the EXE, and you run a setup. It installs the game via the flash drive, which would be a lot faster than an optical drive, by the way. It would take very little time. They have that all pre-installed for you. You launch the game, and you're good to go, and you don't even have to have that USB installed anymore. You just unplug that bitch, put it back in the case, and put that case wherever you want to put it for, again, to tickle your fancies because you have to have a physical copy. Not saying you're a bad person for that. But like once again, just takes up space. It's just another thing to worry about. It's just another thing to lose. The digital content's always there. I log into my account. it's there, digitally, I purchased it. It'll always be available to me, right? So that's my solution. And then same thing with a with an Xbox or a PlayStation, you do the same thing. You just find some kind of interface that people can use where you have a drive or some kind of storage device that you would plug into a USB and again it would be very cheap and compared to how much you pay for games now i just i don't see why they don't do it or why they they should do it you know what i mean so you plug that bitch in same thing you install it playstation connects to the playstation store and then it would tell you you know like you can play this game it's registered to this console now whatever blah or to this account whatever blah 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 but there would be a whole bunch of logistical nightmares behind it obviously with like i said with drm backwards compatibility The list goes on and on, but again, I don't want to get too in-depth with it. I did want to close out with that. That's my idea to solve the problem, personally, because, like I said, the issue isn't... it's The issue is the bottleneck. It's how slow optical is, and it's how little amount of space the optical disc can hold, even Blu-ray. But anyways, yeah, that's that's pretty much my subject on that. I kind of want to close off that uh, conversation. I think that... It's a great thing that people want physical copies still. I I still am a a very viable believer in people wanting that, and I I, I get it. I do. I really get it, and I, I I empathize it. But I also am in the understanding, and I've come to the understanding that like we live in 2023, and uh, everything is digital, and it's very fucking convenient. And I don't got to worry about losing a disc and all these different reasons, right? And I'm a PC gamer, so it's a little bit of a different conversation for me than a console gamer. But again, console gamers don't even need disc drives anymore either because half the time you buy that shit digitally. I digress. Let's talk about Starfield, you know, on the subject of gaming. I don't want this podcast to be super long. This is only going to be like a 10-minute segment pretty much, maybe a little longer. But man, this game... You know, it's something else. I have been anticipating Starfield for probably, don't exactly remember when I saw it, but I remember seeing it. And I was just like, wow, this looks just, the idea looks really good. And I thought to myself, like, this is going to be something incredible. And... Then I saw a tech demo of it. wasn't super impressed. I thought it looked a little clunky. Thought the gunplay looked a little sluggish. I thought the gameplay looked a little, little dated. I guess I could call, I would say. And then I decided maybe not even to take the leap of faith because I have Game Pass for Xbox, so it was available to me day one. I did upgrade to the premium edition for thirty dollars, which gave me five day early access. So I have been playing since the thirty first of August. And let me just say it. It has been. One of the best, if not the best, experiences that I've ever had, probably with gaming. And maybe my opinion's a little biased here because Skyrim was my baby. Skyrim was my thing. I sat there for hours playing that game. I literally could not tell you how much I love Skyrim with mods, with or without mods. Vanilla was incredible, but with mods, it just makes it. Oh, just so much better. Right? It's so fun. So many hours of entertainment. So many quests. So many things to do. You're constantly leveling up. There's things to work for. You're constantly acquiring new items. The list goes on and on and on. And so Skyrim again, ten years ago or twelve years ago now, two thousand eleven, you know, was just something that was so iconic. It's still something that has dated very well. I still would sit there and tell you that Skyrim is definitely top 10, if not top five of all time. And Starfield's going to be put up there with it. And I'm going to tell you why right now. The game itself is just incredible. The the size, the the amount of systems that you can explore with the amount of planets within each system. Sure, the exploration might be a little bit dull at times and it can get a little bit lonely but let me tell you something about space space is lonely okay people have complained that the game doesn't have enough content it doesn't have all this shit and we've been getting review bombs and people talking bad about it and all this stuff now that's not to say the game doesn't come with its criticisms i'll get to that later but again space is well it's space so it's very empty there is not a lot there And in real life, I'm assuming that space would be very similar. It would just be very empty and vast and just it's infinite, man. It's incredible. So what they've done is, in my opinion, they've created an RPG sandbox game and space themed sandbox game. And it's been awesome i will tell you that like someone coming from a sci-fi nerd coming from someone who loves this shit that sits there and will talk philosophy with my dad all day someone who sits there and talks philosophy and thinks about these things all the time critical thinker it is the most cool thing i've seen like the creativity that they have poured into the game is something else just with The planet design alone with the environments that you land on, you know, with negative temperatures or extreme hot temperatures, the gravity effects, the the physics, all of the things that the graphics, you know, they've really taken this and they've painted an image of what, in my opinion, it would look like to explore the vast reaches of our galaxy. And. Man, it is just, it's something else. There's story elements, there's people to talk to, there's settlements you can find, there's little side missions on these planets that you can do. There's uh, materials you can, you know, mine so that you can create things. I haven't really delved into that aspect, but just so many things. You can design starships, you know, you can upgrade your grav drives, you can upgrade engines, everything. You can make it look the way you want. You can change the components, change the color, you know, you name it. You know, so the game is just infinitely customizable. There's weapon mods. There's a whole bunch of cool weapons. There's a bunch of cool clothing options. There's, you know, it's a, it's a Bethesda game. It's a, it's a typical like, hey, I'm going to give you free roam over everything. But then I'm going to give you also this giant playground of a map that is the Milky Way Galaxy, right? Something else. In that regard, here we go with some of the critiques that I have with the game there have been some critical like reviews about how space travel has been a little bit lackluster and fast travel has been a little more predominantly used versus actually flying through space to get to a planet. Let me say something right now. And this is because this is, these reviews are based off of other, I guess what you would describe as sandbox space exploration games. And I did use sandbox earlier to describe Starfield, but let me explain something whenever it comes to that genre. No Man's Sky is usually what people just, you know, they compare it to because in No Man's Sky, you could fly to a planet, you could warp speed it over to another planet, over to another system, and then you could land on that planet in one seamless action, essentially. You didn't have to wait for a load screen, you didn't have to like orbit that planet or like load into that planet and then land on that planet. Whereas Starfield, you need to travel to that planet open the map, and then click on a landing site on this planet, and then the screen will load, and then you'll have like a sequence of your ship landing, and then you'll be able to get out of your ship at that point and explore that surrounding area or that segment of that planet. No Man's Sky was seamless. It had this very cool system where you could land that ship, you could take off from that planet, and then get into orbit or get out of that planet's orbit and then fly to a different planet all in one seamless I guess environment there was no load screen that didn't have to wait for a different sequence of the game there was nothing it was all just seamless beautiful and i'm okay with that right that's beautiful but no man's sky was very empty from the standpoint of no rpg aspects no people to interact with no giant like cities to load there was small things like it was just barren it was and i understand i just said that space is mostly empty but starfield is fantasy Space, so it has people it has people who have you know they've suddenly they were in the settled system so we literally have settlements within these systems that people have established we have new atlantis and you know alpha centauri we have you know neon and you know in the system of voli on voli 2 and you just look at these places and they're extravagant and it's beautiful because man or humans have literally like expanded their horizons and now we are out in space settling you know in different settlements where no man's sky differentiates from this game is that no man's sky is a little bit hinky when it comes to some of the realism and this is why i say this starfield has grab drives you can fly up into space and grab drive to another system orbit a planet and then land on that planet sure there's a load screen between each you warp into what they would describe as like a little you know just a, a grab you know a gravity field or a, a wormhole or whatever you want to call it, we bent, you know, we, we found out a way to ripple the, you know, time and space together, and we found a way to go light years of time, or, you know, light years of distance within, you know, a matter of seconds, that was the whole, that's the whole premise of the Grab Drive, it's been in sci-fi for years, obviously there's a lot of time stuff that, it's not hard sci-fi, goddammit, it's Starfield, anyways, but there are some hard sci-fi aspects to it, and I'm going to get into that. No Man's Sky, like I said, you could travel to a planet and it would take you five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, depending on the distance, right? Or maybe a couple minutes, whatever. It didn't seem super realistic to me, right? If I'm miles and miles, hundreds of thousands, millions of miles away, if I'm just using normal standard spaceship engines, I'm not getting there anytime fucking soon. So in Starfield, I feel like the distances are just vastly different and the game... You know, it generates and processes things in a different way. And that's where some of the hard sci-fi comes in, where I could fly to a different planet from, like, Earth in the solar system, for example. Like, I could fly to Mars, but it might actually take me hours within the game to get there if I just did it regularly without jumping there. And so that's where some of the, like, okay, so... Do you really want to just travel through space for hours at a time? I I don't, right? So I click on Mars, I load into Sedonia, which is a city on Mars, or I load into Mars itself and I land somewhere, and I'm there in 2 seconds in my world, but in the virtual world it probably took months, right? They they might, you know, they might just exaggerate that. I don't know how it works, right? In in the, you know, from the standpoint of how the time, you know, continuum works with the loading screens and the fast travel, right? I don't know if it's realistic in that regard. Either way, it doesn't affect any of the mechanics of the game, so it doesn't bother me. Anyways, I go there and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like now I have this environment, a planet I can explore. It's not seamless. There is a segmented area that has been generated on that planet. And then I can land in a different area and it'll procedurally generate another segment. And then I can land in another place and it'll do the same thing over and over again until I've surveyed or and or explored that entire planet. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong with it. The map that it generates as soon as you load in is fucking massive. It's so big that, like, even I have a hard time exploring just one square of it. So to sit there and people complaining that, oh, I can't just walk around an entire planet, which, by the way, once again, take fucking hours, maybe even days, depending on how realistic they wanted to make the scale. It's stupid that the argument's there, right? Space and the... I get the realism. I want the people want it. What are they gonna do? Have empty space and just have the red planet of Mars, and you just walk around it, and you can just see this and that. Like, what is the what is the purpose if there's nothing there to see and there's no content within that area? You know what I'm saying? Bethesda took little pockets of planets. They essentially created what I would describe as once again a solar or a a sci-fi space RPG sandbox game that has a space background and it has planets that you can land on and explore, and it creates these wonderful, beautiful settlements and wonderful story-rich stories and missions that you can do within these areas. That is my opinion of what it is. Imagine taking space and having little, like, blips of it, and it's like little stars, and you have, like, webs that go between each one, and that's what Starfield is. There's little areas that I can peek into, and I can see the content on... You know, volley, or I can see the content on Mars, and I can load into this little pocket of the universe, and I can kind of check in and go, "Wow, you know, I know I'm here now, and I'm on this planet, and I'm over here now, and I can travel there really quick, right? Because fast travel is a thing. Otherwise, it would take me fucking months. So, it's awesome. It's great. No one's gonna want to sit there for months. Real space travel is real time. It takes a long fucking time. Everybody knows that. So no, I don't want it to be realistic. I want it to be fun. I want it to be what it is. And what they did was wonderful. And I think that they did it the best way that they could. There could have been different things done from the standpoint of like cutscenes and how fast things happen and maybe showing a little segment of something to represent what's happening versus just a load screen. I will agree with that, that it does seem a little dull in that regard. But Starfield is something else. It's extraordinary. If you guys haven't played it yet, I suggest you pick it up. It's it's incredible. I give it like a solid 8, 8.5 out of 10. I have put so many hours into it the last week. It has just been ridiculous. It's taken over my life. I hate you, Todd Howard, because you ruined my life, man. <laughs> no. No. It's great. It's a great game. It's the first game they made, you know, first new IP they've done in 25 years. Another thing that I wanted to kind of irk about it was it does seem a little lackluster in the map department. Some of the maps, like the solar system itself and the systems, the maps are very detailed. You can go and zoom out all the way out to the Milky Way and then you can see all the different systems within our galaxy. And then you can click on one of those systems and it'll zoom in if you've surveyed it or been there. And it'll show you all the planets within that system, and then you can fly to each individualized planet. What kind of sucks about Starfield, and I'm going to irk about it a little bit, is that, well, shit, I lost my train of thought. You have to uh, just see the map of the planet. You can't actually look at a local map. And whenever you do look at a local map, the local map is absolute dog shit. It's just like a Terra, um, I can't remember what they call it topographical map I think they call it or some shit where it just shows like the terrain and it and it shows like the height and mountains and stuff you know, I don't know I, I could be using the wrong terminology there but you get my point the map's very not it's not very detailed it's simply dots with terrain like in those dots and you can just kind of see the basic shape of that local terrain cities do not have local maps so i have no idea what i'm doing in cities half the time however there's a scanner tool that kind of gives you more guidance in the game with quests and everything else and the game is pretty okay when it comes to guidance i would say that it could use a little more help with that too especially the newcomers of bethesda games but yeah i know that that scanner tool is very useful it doesn't you know there's not a lot of fault for me but i'm an experienced gamer so if you're a newcomer to the game, then yes, it can be very jarring and it can be very confusing and very frustrating. I would assume, which is why I feel like them putting the lackluster map system is a little bit fucked up, but in that argument or in that like headspace, if there is a thousand planets, like Todd Howard says, or a thousand plus planets developing a local map for each of those places, especially for each biome or section of that planet would take years to develop. So I get some of why they kind of lacklustered on that and went lazy because they were like, well, fuck it, we'll just have a computer procedurally generate the terrain with little dots and it'll kind of show you the basic idea and show you waypoints of where things are. I can get that. But the real planets, like they're detailed. You can see them. You can orbit them. You can look at them on the map. They're beautiful. You can spin around them and look at all the details of it. It's awesome. But like other than that, like not many irks with it. It's a great game. I recommend it. Some of the performance stuff on PC isn't very great, but that's because AMD bought out Bethesda, essentially, and so now AMD has their FSR2 upscaling stuff that unfortunately is kind of ass, especially with NVIDIA cards, and I just got a 4070. I'll tell you, the game runs flawlessly, but let me tell you why it runs flawlessly. There's a mod on Nexus Mods called DLSSG and if you have a 40 series card and you're listening to this, I recommend you go download this. Even for Game Pass or Steam version, you can get this. And I'm telling you man, I wish I was exaggerating with you. It doubled my frame rate from 60 frames in most areas to 120 to 180 to even up to 200 in really really small areas. I will tell you right now, it's worth it. it's worth it and it's free, it's easy to install. Just go look it up, I'm telling you. If you have a 40 series card to it, it literally makes the gaming experience so much better. And it does not change any of the fidelity of the game. See, people love FSR 2 so much, Todd Howard, that they invented a mod day one to replace it with DLSS. It's ridiculous, man. More people using video cards than AMD cards. It's a stupid move by Bethesda. I, like I said, I, even though I give the game like an eight and a half out of 10, and it's like I said, probably arguably one of the best games I've ever played, I still have my irks with it, and I still hate some of the decision-making that was done you know, in the process of making this game. All in all, great game, though. I really just... I, I can't exaggerate it enough. Sorry, PlayStation users, you can't play it yet, but it's fantastic. If you have an Xbox or a PC that can run it, please, go and purchase it. I 100% recommend it. But this is Jake. I just kind of wanted to wrap up with giving you guys that rundown on some of the stuff that sucks. Some of the stuff that's really good about Starfield. Wanted to talk about that technology at the beginning. It's always a fun conversation to have. Technology is always a really fun conversation for me because I love it. It's always been one of my favorite things. It's incredible. It does miraculous things. It does things that we never thought it could do until today. And 10 years ago, we would have never thought the things we're doing would be possible. But here we are, boys and girls. But I'm Jake from The Salt Farm. You guys have been listening to The Salt Farm. I hope you all have a great rest of your week.